नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत्यारोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीरएत नष्ट नष्टेशम भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैस्तिकी मुखम करोति वाचाल पंगुम लंगाते गिरीम वंदे श्री गुरु दीनतारिण परमानंदमाधव श्री चैतन्य ईश्वर <coughs> So uh, we have a wonderful sixth canto to start, chapter one, the history of the life of Ajamila. Something that uh, always inspires everyone. Throughout Sri Mad Bhagavatam, there are descriptions of ten subject matters, including creation, subsequent creation, and the planetary systems. Sukadeva Goswami, the speaker of Sri Mad Bhagavatam, has already described creation. subsequent creation and the planetary systems in the third fourth and fifth cantos now in this uh, sixth canto which consists of nine chapters he will describe poshana or protection by the lord um the first chapter relates the history of adamila who was considered a greatly sinful man but was liberated when four order carriers of vishnu came to rescue him from the hands of the order carriers of yamaraja a full description of how he was liberated having been relieved of the reactions of a sinful life is given in this chapter sinful activities are painful both in this life and in the next we should know for certain that the cause of all painful life is sinful action on the path of fruitive work one certainly commits sinful activities and therefore according to the considerations of karmakanda Different types, uh, types of atonement are recommended. Such methods of atonement, however, do not free one from ignorance, which is the root of sinful life. Consequently, one is prone to commit sinful activities even after atonement, which is therefore very inadequate for purification. On the path of speculative knowledge, one becomes free from sinful life, understanding things as they are. Therefore, the acquirement of Instead, a method of atonement. While performing fruitive activities, one can become free from the actions of sinful life through austerity, penance, celibacy, control of the mind and senses, truthfulness, and the practice of mystic yoga. By awakening knowledge, one may also neutralize sinful reactions. Neither of these methods, however, can free one from the tendency to commit sinful activities. by bhakti yoga one can completely avoid the tendency for sinful life 
Other methods are not very feasible. Therefore, the Vedic literature concludes that devotional service is more important than the methods of Karmakanda and Jnanakanda. Only the path of devotional service is auspicious for everyone. Fruit of activities and speculative knowledge cannot independently liberate anyone. But devotional service, independent of karma and jnana, is so potent that one who has fixed his mind at the lotus feet of Krishna is guaranteed not to meet the Yamadutas, the order carriers of Yamaraja, even in dreams. To prove the strength of devotional service, Shukadeva Goswami described the history of Ajamila. Ajamila was a resident of Kanyakubja, the modern Kanauj. He was trained by his parents to become a perfect Brahmana, studying the Vedas and following the regulative principles. But because of his past, this youthful Brahmana was somehow attracted by a prostitute. And because of her association, he became most fallen and abandoned all regulative principles. Ajamila begot in the home of the prostitute ten sons, the last of whom was called Narayana. At the time of Ajamila's death, when the order carriers of Yamaraja came to take him, he loudly called the name Narayana in fear. Narayana in fear, because he was attached to his youngest son. Thus he remembered the original Narayana, Lord Vishnu, Although he did not turn the holy name of Narayana completely offenselessly, it acted nevertheless. As soon as he chanted the holy name of Narayana, the order carriers of Lord Vishnu immediately appeared on the scene. A discussion ensued between the order carriers of Lord Vishnu and those of Yamaraja. And by hearing that discussion, Ajamila was liberated. He could then understand the bad effect of fruitive activities and could also understand how exalted is the process of devotional service? The summary of this chapter. Text 1. Sri Parikshit Uvacha Nivritti Marga Katita Ado Bhagavata Yata Krama Yoga Palabdena Brahmana Yad Asamshriti Maharaja Parikshit said, Oh my Lord, O Sukadeva Goswami, you have already described in the second canto the path of liberation, Nivriti Marga. By following that path, one is certainly elevated gradually to the system Brahma Loka, from which one is promoted to the spiritual world along with Lord Brahma. Thus, one's repetition of birth and death in the material world ceases. Since Maharaja Parikshit was a Vaishnava, when he heard the description at the end of the fifth canto, of the different hellish conditions of life, he was very much concerned with how to liberate the conditioned souls from the clutches of Maya and take them back home, back to Godhead. Therefore, he reminded his spiritual master, Shukadeva Goswami, about the Nivriti Marga, a path of liberation, which he had described in the second canto. Maharaja Parikshit, who at the time of death was fortunate to have met Shukadeva Goswami, inquired from Shukadeva Goswami about the path of liberation at such at that crucial time. Sukadeva Goswami very much appreciated his question and congratulated him by saying, Variyan Eshate Prashna Ruto Loka Hitam Tripa Atmavit Sammata Pumsam Shrota Vyadishu Yapara. My dear king, your question is glorious because it's very beneficial for all kinds of people. The answer to this question is the prime subject matter for hearing, and it is approved by all transcendentalists. 
Parikshit Maharaja was astonished that the living entities in the conditional stage do not accept the path of liberation, devotional service instead of suffering in so many hellish conditions. This is the symptom of a Vaishnava. Madhya Kalpa Tarubhyasya Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha. A Vaishnava is an ocean of mercy. Para Dukkha Dukhi. He is unhappy because of the unhappiness of others. Therefore, Parikshit Maharaja, being compassionate towards the conditioned soul suffering in hellish life, suggested that Shukadeva Goswami continue describing the path of liberation, which is explained in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam. The word Asamshriti is very important in this connection. Samshriti refers to continuing on the path of Asamshriti, on the other hand, Contrary refers to Nivriti Marga, the path of liberation, by which one's birth and death cease and one gradually progress, progresses to Brahmaloka, unless one is a pure devotee who does not care about going to the higher planetary systems. In this case, one immediately returns home back to Godhead by executing devotional service. Parikshit Maharaj therefore was very eager to hear from Shukadeva Goswami about the path of liberation for the conditioned soul. According to the opinion of the Acharyas, the word Krama Yoga Palabhena indicates that by first performing Karma Yoga and then Jnana Yoga and finally coming to the platform of Bhakti Yoga, one can be liberated. Bhakti Yoga, however, is so powerful that it does not depend on Karma Yoga or Jnana Yoga. Bhakti Yoga itself is so powerful that even an impious man with no assets in Karma Yoga or an illiterate with no assets of Jnana Yoga can undoubtedly be elevated to the spiritual world if he simply adheres to Bhakti Yoga. Asamshaya. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 8.7 that by the process of Bhakti Yoga goes back to Godhead, back home to the spiritual world. Yogis, however, instead of going directly to the spiritual world, sometimes want to see other planetary systems and therefore they ascend to the planetary system where Lord Brahma lives as indicated here by the word Brahmana. At the time of dissolution, Lord Brahma along with the inhabitants of Brahmaloka goes directly to the spiritual world. This is confirmed in the Vedas as follows. Brahmana sahate sarve samprapte pratishanchare Parasyante Kritatmana Pravishanti Parampadam Because of the exalted position, those who are Brahmaloka, those who are on Brahmaloka, at the time of dissolution go directly back home, back to Godhead, along with Lord Brahma. Oma Gyana Timirandasya Gyana Jana Shalaki Saksuru Nasmai Sri Guruvenama Namam Vishnupadai Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Shamati Jayapataka Swaminati Namni ृंदा हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे you've already described in the second canto the path of liberation, Nivriti Marga. 
were following that path but certainly elevated gradually to the highest planetary system Brahmaloka promoted to the spiritual world along the Lord. Thus one's repetition of birth and death in the material world ceases. So Parikshit Maharaj was specially chosen to receive the Srimad Bhagavatam because he was the ideal listener. He was completely detached from material sense gratification. We know that because he was an emperor of this whole earth. And he was very successful emperor. He was, he had, uh, and um, he had a very nice family, everything. But he was not at all attached. The minute chance came, I mean, a proposal came that he, you know, he had to put this. I mean, he was cursed by this Brahmana boy, and he has to leave this world. He felt that it was Krishna's desire that this happened, and so he didn't even. Not that it's wrong to counteract because he was not at fault. If his duty had been to, Krishna uh, was that he should continue ruling this earth for many more years, then he would have counteracted. But Krishna had greater purpose for his life. He was born in such extraordinary circumstances that Krishna himself entered his mother's womb to protect him. So Parikshit is a very exalted personality. Birth, he has seen the Lord in a small, you know, in a small uh, infant um, form, tiny baby inside the womb. He had seen this thumb size form and he had observed every feature of his, all his clothes and his ornaments and his beautiful features. So he was God realized from the time of before even he was born. And that is why Krishna chose him to be the recipient. Otherwise, he was a young man. Why choose him? Uh, you know, he could have lived for many more years. But nobody else was such a great devotee, so compassionate for other people. Uh, and he was ready to give up his life for that. He knew that this was a great mission. In this one week, he didn't eat, he didn't sleep at all. It's not that they had some break times. And, uh, you know, they rested in the night, morning they caught up, and then they had their breakfast and everything, and then slowly sat down for Bhagavata. No. Non-stop. Seven days, he was just without a break. He was absorbing Srimad Bhagavatam. So you can imagine what a serious candidate he is. Very, very exalted. So he asked all the right questions for our sake. And so he reminded Sukadeva Goswami that, you talked about Nivriti Marga, which is very important for people. Here, completely in Kaliuga, people are on the, not even Pravriti Marga. Pravriti Marga is actually, okay, you want more material sense enjoyment, but you do Karmakand. You know, you do fruitive activities properly according to Didas. Then you get better and better facilities to enjoy. That is Pravriti Marga. And Nivriti Marga is that you do Bhakti Yoga for back to God it, stopping all this and even the Jnana Yoga Jnana Yoga is also Nivriti Marga because um, you are uh, understanding your eternal position you know that you are not this body and you are the soul and so because of that then you are elevated to higher and higher planets where you do more tapasya so 
Yes, mentioned that. Um, what is that? Uh, about the sins. Um, you know, because even though we know all this in theory, people are not able to engage. You know, sometimes they don't have any um, inclination towards pious life or even performing all these basic sacrifices. They're more inclined towards sinful activities. And what is the reason? It is because of previous sinful activities which cover the intelligence of a person. And uh, so, the, here, Prabhupada, I mean, in the introduction, we heard about three different ways for atonement. Normally, what is recommended is for a materialist, at the end of life, you have to atone for all your sins. The way you've done, because otherwise, you'll be carrying forward these sinful uh, reactions with uh, you. And then, Next life we'll have to suffer. So instead, in the old age anyway, no more sense gratification. So use your time for, uh, you know, uh, this thing, atoning and doing uh, some price, some austerities, penances, according to whatever sinful activities we have done. So according to the Karmakanda way, it is all these kind of price, you give charity or um, you... Uh, keep some fast and uh, that sort of thing, depending on what we have done. Or if we have uh, harmed somebody, uh, then maybe, uh, you know, give charity or help that person, something like that, so that in the next life, this reaction is nullified. That is the Karmakanda way. And the Jnanakanda way is, you start reading scriptures and you understand you're not the body, you're the soul, and you get higher spiritual intelligence. That is also considered prayaschitta because the root cause of all, um, you know, uh, sins is our ignorance. And so if we want to remove that ignorance, then we have to do all this. You have to get transcendental knowledge. So even if we, that is also a kind of prayaschitta. Um, just a minute. So, in, uh, so once we come to the point of understanding I'm not the body, I'm the soul, then the karmas automatically go away. That's the amazing thing. Uh, it is only, uh, so we can understand all this punishment is, or suffering the sinful reactions is simply to, for us to elevate our consciousness. And the minute we elevate our consciousness, no more having to suffer sinful So that is another method. But the disadvantage of these two methods is, okay, maybe in this life you did prize chitta and so next life you, you don't have to suffer so much. But then the tendency to commit sins is still there because ignorance is not gone. As long as we are ignorant about our uh, original, of what we are, that I am a soul and I am eternal and I am a part and parcel of Krishna and I am a servant of Krishna, 
So until we come to that point, like in Bhakti Yoga, we want to render service to Krishna the way he wants. Not that I decide something and I try to give. Not Bhakti. Bhakti Yoga is what Krishna wants. We whatever we enjoy from the scriptures, from the Guru, and we follow that. So when we come to that point, that is when the tendency to sin itself is removed. So not only does it remove the sinful reactions, it's the best form of prize chitta. So we don't get uh, also reactions just like karma kanda and jnana kanda. But over and above that, it also destroys the tendency for sinful reactions itself. So that's why it's the most powerful. And by uh, see normally what happens is if you do karma kanda and jnana kanda, you gradually progress. Even karma kanda has got regulated principles. You follow the Vedas and you lead the you know, Vedic life, pious life. Then also you keep getting progressive. You can go to Swargaloka and then a little more there also you progress. Uh, then you can go to Maharloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka. Normally, this is very rare that, you know, from Swargaloka to Maharloka, no, normally uh, those who go to Swargaloka are so mesmerized by all the enjoyment. When they, once they exist their uh, bias activities, uh, reactions, then they come from back to the earth and from here they have to do tapasya again. They want to go to Swarga or higher. Because in Swarga Loka, a little more mode of passion is there. So they want to enjoy, uh, you know, material sense gratification. But more higher than that, Mahar Loka, Jana Loka, Tap Loka, there more purified uh, people through Jnana Yoga and Bhakti Yoga, they go there. Because they are not into all these kind of things, you know. In Swargaloka, it's all about, uh, you know, going in the gardens and enjoying the tall women and beautiful apsaras and, uh, you know, um, the level of enjoyment is far, far greater than what we can even imagine. But, so when you're done with that, then you want more spiritual emancipation, higher uh, elevation in consciousness, then you go to Maharloka, Janaloka, where there is always, you know, Brahmanas, more Brahmanical in nature. Whereas in the Swargaloka, they are more administrative. They are ruling over this world, uh, you know, Krishna, they are all working for the government, government officers. They are working for Krishna and administering to the needs of this universe and also justice, everything. They are doing that, giving people what they deserve. Um, so, like that. So, that's more mode of passion. But when they're done with all that, you know, because that makes you attached to the position. That happens even in the heavenly planets, just like on the earth. Any politician gets a post, he sticks, puts glue there and sits. He would love to sit there. But in a democracy, it's not possible. But for bureaucrats, it's okay. They can hang on, hang on uh, till, uh, you know, they have to retire. So, <clears throat> in the same way, uh, you know, all these, uh, in the opposition, power is all there. So, although they are much more in the mode of goodness, so they don't do such horrible things that here people do on a more scale, by the scale. Over there, very rarely, once in a blue moon, somebody may do that. Like Indra, we see that sometimes out of anger or lust and all that, he does something. Then he goes and does some prize chitta also and comes back. 
so that is but beyond that when you go a little when you're done with all those sort of sense gratification and you want higher elevation then you go to the other higher planetary systems and gradually you can go to brahmaloka brahmaloka brahm brahm Bra- lord brahmaji is the best brahmana and he is worshiping the sarasvashishya purusha uh, that is um, <clears throat> uh, the garbhudakshay vishnu because He has come from Garbhudakshaya Vishnu only. The lotus step and the lotus coming from Garbhudakshaya Vishnu. So he, his worshipable Lord is Garbhudakshaya Vishnu. And he is, appears as the Sahasrashirsha Purusha, thousand-headed form he is there. And Brahma constantly engaging and doing sacrifices with all the Brahmanas. in the brahma loka so they are very highly mode of goodness they are not enjoying going into anantana kanan and uh, the ladies and you know just uh, having a good time and drinking somaras and, and they are not doing all that they are very elevated and so they are doing uh, they are doing more and more yagyas to satisfy the lord of course they are also there is some little bit because in part of this material universe it is not full mode of goodness anywhere mode of goodness tends with passion and ignorance but more mode of goodness that's all and uh, so because you are much uh, purified and brahma ji when he is a, if he is a devotee then at the end of life he automatically from there only he goes to the spiritual world and whoever because he is everyone is associating with him so they also go back to god it and this is a long route but anywhere if one takes directly to worshiping the supreme lord devotional service then you don't need to someone who's not interested i don't want to go to all the higher planetary systems why should the krishna said ah brahma bhuvana loka nar avartino arjuna right again and again you have to take birth and um, then uh, what does he say mom and that one who thinks about me will come back right so um so why should a devotee becomes very intelligent one thing is devotional service gives us a higher taste of our eternal nature that we are a soul because soul is where we experience ananda the body gives us pleasures or happiness called santosha like you know you had a very nice meal you went out and had a great meal and then you feel very satisfied or you had a nice rest and um, you know maybe after a long time you were very tired and then you had a very good rest and you feel great happiness or any other uh, you know something to do with the body then you feel great happiness then the next uh, this thing with the mind mind also mind is always agitated something or the other we want or something other be lost or something you know negative uh, like that mostly it's all always goes to the it's auto, i mean default mode is negative and it's always demanding something it makes up stories and makes us speculate about so many things so many fears unnecessary fears so that is the nature of the mind now when the mind gets what it wants right say you are really hankering for something by some uh, you know house or to 
whatever it is, or a, a vehicle, or some something that you desire very much, um, maybe mental pleasure, whatever it is, you want to meet someone, and whatever. But when you get it, uh, until you get it, you're always disturbed. Will I get it? Won't I get it? Will everything... So it's always agitated. But the minute you get it, then what? It becomes peaceful. Shanti. That is the pleasure coming from mental happiness. So, but both these things are temporary. For some time only, as long as you had it, you're happy. Then after that, it's not a permanent. Again, you have to work for it. Whereas, higher than both the Santosha and Shanti is Ananda, which is the Atma experiencing happiness in connection with Krishna. And that is beyond the bodily platform. So that we get through Bhakti. Jnana and Karmakanda only takes up to give us mental peace, maximum. You, your mind is not so agitated because there is no more of goodness. So it's not craving for all the sense gratification so much. Just peace. Just a simple life. Just doing Brahmanical things, spiritual activities. I'm happy. <clears throat> but if we want Ananda, which is ecstasy and which is permanent, always, uh, I mean, the soul never faces uh, any kind of obstacles or, um, any, uh, you know, nobody can stop the Ananda. And once you've experienced that Ananda, uh, it will never stop. You will never digress unless, you know, uh, you have not completed that ananda. You, there is some attraction even to material sense gratification. So that is there. Then if it's incomplete, then we may fall down if we do something which is, uh, you know, not conducive to the service. But generally, if we have tasted that ananda, then we want that. We're looking for that. We're not satisfied with all this. So that is why Bhakti Yoga is the best method because it takes us out of the experience of just mental and physical happiness and puts us in touch with spiritual happiness. It only seems imaginary for these other people, Dhyana Kandis and um, Karma Kandis. For them, what is this Ananda you are talking about? They don't feel, they just feel Shanti, 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 that they can understand. But what is this jumping up and down in happiness and all that? I think oh, this is this is something we don't understand at all. So that is why devotional service puts us in touch with Ananda. And Maharaj <coughs> and so here to, to prove the strength of devotional service, Sukadeva Goswami then described the story of history of Adamila. It's a very popular story because it exactly uh, you know, it, uh, everybody can relate to this, Ajamila. He was a very nice boy. He was trained by his parents to become a perfect Brahmana by studying the Vedas, following the regular principles. But somehow, because of his past, when he born, you know, sometimes we find that youth, we take to some bad habits, and then we worry, you know, how from the childhood he has never done all this, how did he develop all this? Oh, sins are stored in the different different stages, right? Seed form, sapling form, already, um, uh, you know, something which is not even, uh, it is only in the seed form, it is latent 
but it has not manifested itself. So we won't even know that such a sinful proclivity exists in that person. And then it's when the seed comes in touch with nice sunshine and water, then it starts sprouting. In the same way, if somebody's got some latent desires like that, which has come through previous lives, and then when it gets the opportunity to uh, develop because of association, because of the association, then what happens? Ah, it is like giving sunshine and water and air and everything to it, so it starts sprouting. So that is why, so there are different levels of sins. One is in the seed form, it's latent. And then one is just sprouted. And another one has already started growing. It's quite mature. Uh, so like this, whatever stage may be, all these are quite completely by devotional service. And we can see that is why he is telling because Ajamila's life in a clear black and white, you can see. Or in color also very clear. What can happen? How by how sinful reactions can be completely removed because he had no chance of doing devotional service. He was completely under the touches of the prostitute and he was only doing materialistic activities, not just karma, karma kanda. He was doing vikarma. He was a he was not even following karma kanda. He was doing all sinful activities. Karma kanda is not sinful. It will only give you greater and greater pious activities. Now there is a difference in pious activities and prayashchitta. Now if you just keep doing, suppose somebody does a lot of sinful activities and along side by side is also doing a lot of good pious activities. Those pious activities will not cancel out this sinful activities. It is only if he does some pious activities as a prayashchitta, as a repentance, for whatever sinful activities he has done, then only it will cancel. So sometimes blissfully unaware they do lot of sinful activities and then they forget about it. Then you have to suffer for it. But if you remember and you uh, you know do some prayashita, whatever it is for to negate that, then it will go away. Now in Adamila's case, he didn't do any prayashita at all. He was constantly <clears throat> committing only sinful activities. Up to the age of 80 or more, he was having children and he got a child, a small child. Somehow, because of previous uh, good karma, his parents had taught him Vedic knowledge. He remembered that name. That's also Krishna's mercy. Why he named the child Narayana? And he maybe he just thought, okay, it's a, a nice name. He didn't think of God. He just thought, okay, Narayana is a nice name. And he named. And he was always chanting Narayana's name because Narayana, come here, come sit on my lap. Narayana, let's go for walk. Narayana, eat your food. Narayana, don't cry. All the time he was chanting Narayana, Narayana, Narayana. And his sinful uh, reactions were coming down. Hmm? Hmm? So, uh, so because of that, the sinful reactions were all getting burnt out. And um, so then, then, uh, uh, and he was getting, actually he was attached to the sun, but the name was also having its effect on the sins. See, wonderful, he didn't even do 
devotional service or anything. But even accidental devotional service of calling out to the names of the Lord is so powerful. But then the, um, the Yamadutas came to take him. And he was so attached to his son Narayana. He didn't want to let go of him. Narayana, he was holding on. I don't want to leave you, Narayana. And he was, you know, crying out to that boy. But in such eagerness, he was chanting Narayana's name. And Narayana only considered that. Oh, he chanted my name. Go, go. He sent his messengers. Go and save that soul. He chanted my name at the time of death. So, at the time of death, Antakali, sir, Mom gave us Maran, so at the end of life, if one thinks about me, it suddenly comes to me. Krishna says that. So, you're supposed to think of Krishna. Here, he didn't even think of him. He didn't his son, but he's, uh, he's just, he chanted somehow Narayana's name, and the Vishnu the same. And they fought with him, fought with Yamadutas for his sake. They protected him. This is Krishna's protection. They were his agents. It's Narayana's desire to save the soul. So, they fought with the um, Yamadutas who didn't know all this. They thought that Yamaraj is um, the topmost and he's got, uh, we are justified in, you know, and this thing. It's like a high court versus supreme court. Uh, you know, High Court decides, but then uh, Supreme Court can stay their order. So he um, and so they didn't know that, and then they were nicely. Uh, uh, they had a fight, and they were um, what do you call wounded heavily, and they left the place. And Jamila was witnessing all this. Oh my God! I didn't know all these things. Had I known, I would not have sinful activities all this life. How I wasted my life. This is what, this story, that's why Adamila is such a beautiful story to tell new people. Or give them the book Second Chance. <laughs> because this is what, ultimately, we have to face this. And people are afraid to even think about death because they don't know what's happening. When you die, they, they don't even want to think about that. Don't, don't talk about such things. And that's why elders will also say, don't sit quietly and think something. Always be with people, always be okay, uh, laughing and joking and enjoying so that you don't think, meditate on this issue. But it is the truth, you have to face it. And when Tamila saw uh, this, uh, you know, the Yamadutas, that is when he thought, my God, he got knowledge. And because he had chanted Narayana's name, that knowledge you know, came to the forefront. He realized, oh, I'm not going back to family life again. He just left. He was ready to leave. If he wanted, he could have stayed there and thought, oh, some more years I will enjoy. But no, he thought, oh God, I have seen these Snudutas coming and saving me. Now I don't want to go back to that again. Yamadutas are going to come if I go back. There's no choice for him. He had seen what is plainly what is the effect of uh, you know, going back to that sinful life. Again, Yamadutas are going to come and pull my soul out of my body. I don't want that. And somehow, because of the Sukriti he had done in his younger, in his childhood, his parents had given him some samskaras. That, that also helped. And plus, because he had chanted the name of Narayana, that is the most important thing. Somehow, some intelligence came. Because Krishna says, 
तेषां सतत युक्तानां वचताम प्रीति पूर्वकम ददामि बुद्धि योगम तं इफ ऑलवेज यू चांटिंग माय नेम देन आई गिव द इंटेलिजेंस ददामि आई गिव बुद्धि योगम दैट इज व्हाई ही गिव्स द नॉलेज सो दैट्स व्हाई कृष्ण कॉन्शियसनेस इज कॉल्ड बुद्धि योगा because simply we glorify the lord and the lord is so pleased he gives us intelligence from within the heart he's talking to everyone he from him only comes all inspiration all knowledge the desire to do devotional service and how we in spite of so many problems difficulties we continue doing devotional service it's only because of the parmatma in our heart is happy okay you chanted no okay i'll help you and he is constantly pu- pushing us up to higher and higher levels so and if we are sincere then we'll hold on to that of course devotees guru and all that from externally they are trying to inspire us they are krishna's external agents but sometimes we don't try, we happily avoid all that we don't try to associate or we can't understand also uh, or we don't um, you know whatever it is some we not krishna prabhupada says even if someone is not intelligent enough to take advantage of all that we may not get the opportunity also we may be very busy doing so many things but krishna from within paramatma he is the main preacher actually krishna is only preaching to everyone he uses all other people as external agents for him to go and give his messages so he inspires and he somehow also told ajamila now go now go to rishikesh i mean the um, narayana's um, dutas uh, vishnu dutas they told him go to haridwar and do penance and chant hari krishna mantra and when you are ready we'll come and take you back that's it now no more uh, distractions he was very very focused and um, he went there and constantly he was chanting the names of narayana he was uh, heading because uh, vishnu dutas came he was he was liberated and he could understand he could then understand the bad effect of fruit of activities and could also understand how understand how exalted is the process of devotional service even a little bit swalpam apasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhaya even a little advancement in this path can save us from the greatest of dangers krishna says to arjuna so in the second chapter 2.40 that is how it is that little bit uh, we uh, develop some attachment to the holy name automatically whenever we are in problems we we'll chant only hari krishna similarly a little more attachment to the holy name rather than sense gratification will help us to think about krishna at the time of death because we have already had enough pain in this material world we don't want to take another birth at such intelligence if we have and we'll not sit and worry about oh what will happen to the money and to the, all the people around and all that we they will all krishna will take care we'll pray for them and then we'll request and you please chant for me and i will uh, you know that is the most important thing and krishna will take care of everyone and uh, in fact krishna takes if uh, somebody goes away then he takes care of the family also and he liberates everyone in the family If there is even one pure devotee in the family all the seven generations before him and after him are all liberated krishna does that 
And even while we are living, we can see how there might be only one devotee in a family, but all the other members also get some protection, some mercies from Krishna because of this devotee. And devotee also prays for his family members, Oh Krishna, please bless them. And you can ch chant some rounds and transfer the credit, please, Krishna. You, you know, give them some sukriti. I'm putting some accounts, some money in their accounts. So you please increase it by making them put some money in the bank. I mean, the sukriti in the bank. So in this way, uh, this is the most important activity. Once you read Ajamila, then we don't want to waste time like Ajamila did. They all unnecessary things. You know, simply thinking this world is for enjoyment. That is the that is Maya hoodwinks us <coughs> into thinking that there is some great happiness in this material world. And for which we have to really struggle and we feel very envious of others. Why they are enjoying and not me. And that is all coming, it's all in the mind actually. The mind is the seat of all these falsehoods. Maya acts on the mind. She tries to completely, there are the seating places of lust. Maya, uh, Maya acts through lust, karma and prema in the spiritual, uh, in the uh, spiritual platform. As a soul, we have love. We can experience love. And in body, what do we experience? Karma or lust. And that is how she entices us, makes us identify with the body and feel lusty, desires for so many, so many varieties of enjoyment. Everything is lust. Whatever we want to enjoy in this world is due to lust. Because anything to do with the body is just lust. Because it is just the body and the senses. If there is no living force. That is what is enjoying. We like, uh, you know, taste. We like to have tasty things. Why? Because of the taste buds in the tongue. It says, oh, that's very nice. I like that. You know, nice sensations. Everything is to do with the gross world. Whatever enjoyment we seek, either gross or subtle also. Mind, mind level. So because of false ego, we want, um, you know, uh, different types, you know, power, subtle enjoyments like our position, name, fame, and um, uh, popularity, um, these sort of subtle things. Externally, people cannot take your activities. They can guess this is, this is your weakness. And we ourselves know because, especially for a devotee, when he starts chanting Hare Krishna Mantra, what is it that pulls us away from thinking about Krishna and the holy name? That is our attachment. That is our weakness and that is exactly what we should avoid. When we are chanting, we just take shelter of Krishna's holy name and ignore those weaknesses which are pulling you down and keeping us grounded in this material world and not giving us the company of Krishna. So, when we are getting Krishna is so kind that he is coming externally in the form of his holy name. Internally is there in the as the Paramatma. But we are not in tune with him. So what he does, okay, I'll connect you to me through external way. And he is coming his holy names. So he says, okay, this you know how to chant. It is not uh, meditation or it's not yoga is very difficult because you have to withdraw all the senses and the mind and go inward and just think about the Paramatma. 
हाँ यू हैव टू विद्रॉ यू हैव टू स्टॉप डूइंग ऑल दूस एक्टिविटीज जस्ट सिट इन वन प्लेस विद्रॉ ऑल द माइंड इन देंसेस एंड देन आफ्टर स्ट्रगलिंग लाइक दैट फॉर मेनी मेनी इयर्स then you get to dharana where you withdraw and then you bring it to your higher self and you keep on meditating that is all very difficult how can you do in this uh, in this um, uh, you know uh, in these times because first of all no one has and then even such things seem impossible because people are so much used to this extravagance indulgence and nobody knows even what is the meaning of tapasya you ask people you know what is austerity they don't know what is austerity mean <laughs> nobody is austerity practicing any austerities so they don't know that is why krishna has come in the form of holy name that is not an austerity right you just call out use your tongue and just chant and here that's all do it seems like an austerity we don't want to hear krishna's name so oh, i want to go and hear something else some materialistic uh you know activity uh here some nice uh, gossip uh, you know just take off mobile and talk with all my friends or watch a movie oh i don't want to chant it seems like a austerity but <clears throat> as we hear we somehow uh, you know that's why we it's best to chant with other devotees so then they are all doing so somehow we get pulled into it and we keep hearing and hearing and krishna from within is cleansing us krishna is cleansing us actually only he can purify because we cannot purify ourselves we are so impure we are from on the body level what we can purify we are uh, dependent totally on krishna he gives us intelligence and he also cleanses our heart teto darpana marjanam so the holy names krishna is purifying our heart so that or you know we can gradually realize actually krishna is residing in my heart i how can i think of and as we connect with him and do devotionally all work i whatever we any material work is also connected with krishna only krishna is only in the beginning there was nothing but krishna and from his body has come because of the two energies external energy and internal energy internal energy all the jeevas have manifested external energy the whole material world is manifested so what is unknown to krishna everything is coming from him only so when we understand that then we will think in every one of our activities krishna is connected with that take shelter of him surrender unto him and do everything if we are aware of him then how we can do nonsense it's only when we forget him that maya attaches us as may, makes us do nonsense but if we are aware of krishna maya cannot even come maya doesn't come in front of krishna at all she is so ashamed she stays behind so if we are with krishna maya cannot even approach us so that is why we have to run bhagavad gita and bhagavatam we hear that and we should not we should take full shelter of krishna because initially what will happen you'll hear bhagavatam class wonderful we we energize and then we go out and we see all the castes <laughs> they are acting as if this material world is is the thing you know we think enjoyment is the uh, only thing that exists and abandon and have fun and work hard and earn money so and you see all those people then you will wonder what is it 
how come this sound, I mean, this is totally different from that and we get confused. What should I do now? Am I supposed to live like that or live like this? And that is where people think it's contradictory. Spiritual life and material life are not contradictory. They are contradictory when you cannot see Krishna in the material life. So that is where we have to see. I mean, the uh, knowledge that we get from Bhagavatam is what? That Krishna is there in the heart of everyone is Paramatma. He is in every atom. So, then we connect more. When we chant Hare Krishna and the soul connects with Krishna, then you are getting more happiness out of that. Then you will not get disturbed by the external world. Okay, this is what Maya's energy, everybody is doing. Some people are getting a lot of money, some people are enjoying, thinking they are very happy. Will not be disturbed. But if you are not getting that inner happiness, you can get, you know, mesmerized. Oh, they are all enjoying so much. That is why Maya is very dangerous. If you just allow her to take our mind, if you are not connected strongly to Krishna, she can pull us very easily. She can make us fall down very easily. So that is why we have to recognize what is our weakness. Uh, you know, we know what is our weakness. Then when you chant, you just see where your mind takes you, that is your weakness. Then you have to cry to Krishna, please Krishna, I want to be your servant. I don't want to be in Maya's clutches. I'm, you know, I want to, I'm, you're my boss, I'm your boss. That's it. I don't want to act like a boss and all that. I, want, I don't want to envy you and I don't want to imitate you. You know, I'm done with that. If you are ready for that, and if you cry to Krishna, then more and more he will reveal from within. Yeah, I'm the, uh, you know, I'm your best well-wishing friend. Just surrender to me. That's all. And do everything that he says. Finished. You can just relax because Krishna is just, he's, the, he's driving the car. Before we were just struggling with driving, you know, the steering, we were just shaky and going this way, that way, getting nice bumps and hits and everything. And we were, you know, sometimes smooth, sometimes rough. And you're always in tension. But you allow Krishna to drive the car and you relax. But the car will be always smooth. And or if you drive under his instructions, then also be smooth. Because you know that he's got the remote. You're, he's using the remote over you and I'm not the doer. I'm, I'm the secondary doer. I'm always under him. I'm always submissive to him, subordinate him he's so great unlimited he's infinite i mean infinite and i am infinite as well i'm i can only be this and being a servant of krishna is such an exalted position but even Srimati radharani who's his eternal consort whom he worships also krishna or even balarama who's his direct expansion and equal to krishna in all respects they all want to serve as lotus feet they don't want to say, hey, Krishna, I'm also equal to you. Let everybody worship all of us. No. They all, when Krishna is there, they all act like his servants. Everybody is worshipping only Krishna. And they're very happy that. And Krishna also likes to serve Baladeva. He presses his, massages his feet and all those. He also does for Radharani. He also serves her. So this mood of service is there in everyone. It's not that Krishna doesn't have any service attitude, only we have. Krishna also has his position is supreme, but in terms of love, he also he is 
He likes to be a subservient of his pure devotees and do services for them. That is the amazing thing of Krishna. So the more we hear about Krishna, then in all activities, we'll only depend on Krishna. Even in your workplace, you may think, oh, this is all technical stuff. No, how Krishna will help. He is so spiritual. No, everything is controlled by him only. Even the machines are coming uh, this thing, all knowledge is coming from him only. All the scientific uh, developments that happen, all the scientific inventions and have happened because of Krishna giving them ideas. Otherwise, why suddenly the scientists will be sitting and experimenting for years and years and years and suddenly, out of the blue, without any uh, logic, you know, it's not because, because it was a, a result of you know, their efforts that they discovered something. That is very rare. Normally, suddenly they get one brilliant the blue. And then they get Oscar, uh, sorry, um, Nobel Prize for that. And then they will act like he, they are like God, you know, they know everything. Somebody in reality, like Archimedes, Archimedes principle or Newton's law, everything happened suddenly. They, every Newton had seen so many years he saw Apple. Why suddenly he thought that about the law of gravity? That is all Krishna inspiring from within. That I give the knowledge, right? For Brahmaji, when he was created, there was absolutely nothing. Just dark universe. It just one lotus flower and he was sitting there. And you can imagine how he would have felt, what is this? Where am I? And he went down and up and tried to find out who's the, what's the source of this lotus. And then he went down, he heard the Lord say, Tapa. That's all. He just had to say Tapa. Brahmaji was so brilliant that that one word was have to do Tapasya. And he sat on the lotus and he did Tapasya. And then Krishna started giving him all intelligence from within because there was nobody else. Who, who else would teach him? Krishna personally gave all the knowledge of the Vedas through his breathing. Krishna's breathing also is like talking. So he, from his breath, all Vedas came and entered the ears of Brahmaji, went into his heart, and he was enlightened. And uh, so, in this way, he was the first teacher. Everything Krishna only taught Brahmaji. So in the same way, he can teach everyone. Surrender to Him and our faith and our dependence on Him and a desire to know Him and not want to stay with this uh, Maya energy. If we are disgusted and we know for a fact that there is no happiness away from Krishna, separate from Krishna is only misery. If we are convinced of that, if we are not convinced also by chanting Hare Krishna, we will gradually become convinced. That is the... <clears throat> Where we give up in disgust, no more pravriti marga. I want even devotional service, not hankering for oh, I wish I become a multi millionaire, billionaire, and I can become a big industrialist, or oh, I go to heavenly planets and have That is, through devotional service also, you can get all that. But that is still on the pravriti marga road. We, if we really chant Hare Krishna mantra sincerely, then we will develop a case that I don't want that. I want to become a servant of Krishna. That's much more exciting. That is temporary. This is permanent. And 
that is full of tension and anxiety. So many envious people will try to, you know, anything you have in material life, all are competing for that. They will try to jostle and push you and do all politics on you, envious of you, they're trying to destroy you, all these things. I don't want that. I want, a, of course, even in, you're in the spiritual path also, as long as you're in the face some uh, amount of disturbances, people trying to push you, envy you, all these things will be there. But hey, you won't mind it. Right? You go to a hospital, what else do you expect? You see diseased people. So you don't get... I go there to take my medicine and I come back. I'm not sitting and worrying, oh, this person has got that disease, this disease. That's not my... And if I can help, I will help them. Uh, something if I can. Uh, you know, uh, help them giving some medicines. If I also know some medicine, or I can just go buy something for them, or whatever, I'll help them. But I'm not going to complain that why this person has got such bad disease and all that. They are meant to have that. So in the material world, we should not be shocked by diseases, people's mental diseases, and uh, their natures, whatever bad behaviors. It's natural. We are in this jail. You go to a prison, you don't expect, uh, you can't complain that, oh, those prison inmates are so horrible. It will be. But it's also because everybody is a soul, they also have good qualities. So we have to see both, balance. Okay, people have good, because as long as they identify with the soul, they are wonderful. The minute they become attached to the body, then all their negative traits come out. Because attachment means away from Krishna. Attachment to material things degrades our mind, consciousness. We, it, in matter, everything degenerates. Right? Too much attachment to matter makes us forget Krishna. Automatically, we become an Asura. Asura is simply forgetting Krishna, that's all. They also may have very good qualities. They, like Ramana and all of them, they had many uh, good qualities also. But what is the use? Their uh, good qualities are all offset. They behave like a demon whenever, uh, you know, when the real moment came, when they, they were tested. That is when the true nature comes out, that you are a demon. So, attachment to material... Uh, <laughs> And we must be very certain about that. Then we can make, uh, you know, progress. And there are many instances in these worlds, so many people who have come out of the dead. Like, you know, there was one uh, maidservant also in Delhi. She, uh, you know, she came out, I mean, she was, they thought that she was dead and they were going to burn her. And then she quickly went and she saw, she uh, saw in the... Um, America Loka, you know, she was giving a fast glimpse of what is there and she came back and she said, now I want to do only devotional service, uh, you know, and then our Gusmaraji's uh, Jeptak Swami mentions about one person, husband, he, you know, he never wanted to do devotional service, his wife was constantly telling him, read Bhagavad Gita, please, <laughs> and he always put it off, and then, one day he saw the Yamadutas come and they were pulling him, pulling his soul and then he was so terrified and then he, you know, he was resisting. Somehow they gave him a chance and went away. And then he called his wife, please come fast, fast. 
she came she said he said please give me bhagavad gita i'll start reading i want to become a devotee so once a person is <laughs> you know knows about this then definitely tivrena bhakti yogena yachate param akama sarva kamo va moksha kama udharadi tivrena bhakti yoga yogena yajeta purusham param that is um, in bhagavatam 2.3.10 that either you are, even if you are akama without any desires like a devotee pure devotee sarva kama you are full of material desires or moksha kama you want to liberation whatever it is tivrena bhakti yogena if you do great intensity devotional service you will get what you want and also be delivered you also be liberated at the end so that is the uh, glory of devotional service and uh, so we must become more serious and dedicate every day the chanting time is a, of most importance it is not like an extra activity you know when everything is done and i'm free that time i'll chant no we have to first do this we have to make sure that somehow chanting is my most important activity other things i will adjust as most important i'll never give up on my chanting and during we have to choose a particular time early morning is the best when no other disturbance otherwise we try to rush through the rounds oh and then it is just mechanical or uh, we just do it thinking of so many other things no that's all offensive chanting we're not going any there we have to hear the holy names and cry to the panchatatva please engage me in your service every time we chant the holy name we have to put it krishna is entering our ears and going to our heart and our heart that's what chaitanya mahaprabhu said your heart will start burning uh, i mean like fire you know the flames of yagna so you hear the holy name with full attention it goes inside and the fire starts burning so that is the most important fact of our life all else is unimportant secondary they will all happen automatically prabhupad says in the bhagavad gita purport that do first cleanse your heart everything else krishna will arrange don't worry because we don't we don't cleanse our heart and we attach material sense gratification we have to struggle in this material world if you just concentrate on cleansing the heart krishna will arrange everything we can just relax no more anxiety tension just think about krishna and do your duty everything else krishna will take care okay i'll stop now thank you very much hari krishna any questions or comments Hare Krishna Mataji Dhanna Pranam All Gracious Sri Prabhupada That's such a nice class Your uh, class is such an enchanting So many references and uh, analogies uh, from the material life uh, So a fallen soul like me uh, The uh, scriptural study becomes so, uh, so enlivening uh, <laughs> It shows how nice a preacher you are uh, It's just so nice. Uh, I was uh, you say, saying about that uh, a group of people, old people, they form a laughing club, to say. Uh, uh-huh. So they, they, they want to... So it is... Uh, so they are still in the Prabhupada Marga. I mean, though they have gotten aged, uh, but their uh, whatever the upbringing or the I mean, education has not made them aware. 
this in this life uh, the body is temporary and after that I mean, the soul is eternal in the bodily it is sorry that uh, even uh, age of people also so many uh, because of the <coughs> western influence now and and karmakand the that uh fire in fire some okay uh so uh, and uh, yeah, about the bhagavad gita i remember one story uh, it happened uh, in real life uh, is called tirupati so mm. there was somewhere they were just uh, they were doing distributing uh, bhagavad gita i i think they they put a kind of a table and then the other books and with bhagavad gita so it's so difficult convince and like make people take bhagavad gita uh oh, right. so we uh, whoever has preached and uh, try to uh, distribute book distribution they know uh, sometimes it's difficult but anyway, they saw that one person came running give me bhagavad gita as it is so they asked uh, just i'm sharing i mean not i uh, hope i'm not taking others time uh so then they asked why uh, you, you uh, well, okay of course they gave and then they asked uh, out of curiosity they asked why did that you came running what uh, came running uh, to uh, ask bhagavad gita as it is so he said uh, i was dead so uh, they i was taken by yamdutas yamloka and somehow they i was heard them talking that why have you brought this man he will come so please send him back uh, to his body so he they, they put them uh, to his body when by that time about to be cremated he was uh, tied up with that all the rope with that uh, bamboo and uh, the flame so ah. uh, and then uh, he said what he thought it is a ghost so then uh, no no he said no no i am ghost i am the same real person and then he came out of that bind uh, that uh, rope binding and then uh, he took a shower and then immediately came running or oh, then okay said yamduta told and while they were sending him back to his uh, body that go to this uh, con temple and get that bhagavad gita as it is it's a real story uh, and then uh, you have seen the person i have heard it i have heard it from a very very yeah. reliable source a very yeah. high priority so yeah. uh, he kept after taking a shower and then uh, he got that 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 when he, so that uh, the bhagavad gita as it is not the other one he, hmm. he is recommended even by the yamudu yeah that's what <laughs> yeah in kaliyuga yamudutas are also helping us in our preaching because otherwise people won't listen if yamudutas also preach then it's very easy yeah Uh, Thomasic people will only fear uh, death, that's all. That is the only thing that they brought to, uh, brought to the uh, mark. Hmm. No, everybody fears death, but the thing is, they have to see Yamadutha, then only they will believe. <laughs> that's the problem. Other people, just by hearing, they agree, no? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that they they 
they they fear but they do not have no knowledge of that yamloka post death so that knowledge mm. is important for thomas materialistic uh, materialistic uh, yeah it is important for everyone hmm. because we know what not will happen if we step up we don't want to take birth in, again especially in kaliyuga everyone you know whoever is not a devotee has to go to yamaloka first and then he will decide yama where this person even if you are heading to the heavenly planets you go there and then yama will say no no take this person to the heavenly planets <laughs> so it is a, quite a, only a devotee escapes going there so yeah so i think that a one year of journey uh, that applies to everybody yeah that that atonement that uh, one year of journey that yamloka that itself is yeah it's horrible and with uh, nobody doing any shraddha then all nowadays it will be hell <coughs> water also and this yama uh, amabas on the no new on the new moon day people lot of people don't give uh, with for the one year before what said one year ceremony but a lot of people don't give water also to the departed and just yeah Thank you Prabhu for sharing. ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 